stress to put oh. the evil stress which to put the evil stress on you know that works better though than talents right. anyway <laughs> so we continue um, with the giant rat coming towards them so they turn tail and run and um, climb back up to the street the uh, Leela says should we tell the blue guards meaning the London police and uh, the doctor then realizes when she says that that the rat is a guard but what for um, back at the theater Casey and Jago are doing ghost searching uh, they're down in the cellar uh, looking about and Jago says oh well I'm sure it was your imagination or um, part of the, the like the river because the river fleet runs underneath the theater and maybe you heard that and Casey still continues that no he, it made noise and he saw this apparition uh, in their searching Jago picks up and finds the lady's glove he says oh E.B. and he puts it in his pocket and they, they think they've not found anything so they uh, head back upstairs the doctor has, uh, and Leela have gone to the police and asked the sergeant for a map of the sewers, but it's, oh, they don't have anything like that, he says. But Professor Lightfoot left him a message wants the doctor to return to the morgue. He said a new Chinese body of a man had been discovered right outside the morgue, actually. He says, you wouldn't know anything about that, would you? And Leela starts to answer, and the doctor says, no, no, of course I wouldn't. Casey, uh, back at the theater, says, takes his leave of Jago, and uh, Jago he has some paperwork to do, and he returns to find Chang right there, and he gets startled a bit. Then Chang says he wants to talk to him in his dressing room, so he takes Jago there. Uh, again, we see, the, see them enter the room by seeing the shot in the mirror as they come into the room. And Jago says, well, I've been wanting to talk to you about a, you know, a bigger, a better contract, and well, we've had such good shows, we'll offer you, you know, another 2%. Or, and as he's going on, Chang is just staring at him, and then Jago talks slower, and then we see uh, Chang's eyes are flashing white, and he's uh, hypnotized Jago. Chang tells Jago to forget that the cab driver came by looking, came by that night at all, and not remember anything that had happened between him and Chang. He only will remember that Casey left for the night and he went to, was working at his desk. So he leaves Jago with that, and then Chang heads down to the cellar with a lamp and finds a panel on the floor and taps on it so that it, it opens up a trap door and he heads down the stairs to an 
a very elaborate looking laboratory set up. He reports to a masked and caped man that lives down there. Um, this man is a iron strip, strips of iron as a mask and a hat and um, cape, very phantom of the opera looking crossed with the man in the iron mask. But he's saying he needs a, another girl to brought down. And um, uh, Chang says that, you know, well, the city is beginning to get suspicious of all these missing girls. Um, and he says, well, I must find the time cabinet. Um, and he needs, his disease is progressing, and he needs the, the energy to be able to do that. And he's given Chang psychic powers and other other uh, attributes in exchange for his help to uh, revitalize himself, find the cabinet. Uh, Chang says that he had to take matters under control uh, tonight because the cabbie came looking for his wife and um, then he says, oh, and there's this Yes, I can read minds of these mere mortals, but there's this new person, and he's asking a lot of questions, and uh, he's meddling in their affairs. And, uh, his lord says, oh, he, he couldn't be a time agent. He wouldn't be asking questions about this or that. Dismisses the doctor as any threat, and uh, they are both going out to look for the cabinet, and so they head upstairs. Professor Lightfoot tells the uh, doctor the autopsy results of uh, the body he'd examined, and that he is calling in a uh, biologist, I think, to examine the rat fur, and he does think it belongs to a rat, but it's, he knows that a colleague is going to come and examine it. Uh, and he goes on and on about the the autopsy results, and they say, oh, maybe I shouldn't talk about this in front of the fairer sex, meaning Riva, and uh, this gentle lady or something, he says. Riva is a little flattered by that, and the doctor says, or she says, oh, does he mean me? He goes, no. <laughs> and tells Whitefoot she's a savage fan floating down, floating down the Amazon. In a hat box. In a hat box, right, in a hat box. Um, so Lightfoot has pause about talking about death and organs and all this stuff in front of her, but then uh, he goes on to talk about the um, wound to the chest, to the heart, and, and she goes on and describes how, well, we're always taught to thrust up from the rib cage to, to stab someone in the heart, and he's now very interested in her <laughs> descriptions and her, you know, training as the warrior savage that she is. Um, the sergeant comes in and tells them that the cabbie, Buller, has been identified and how he went to uh, find out and deliver the bad news that uh, this was the body they had discovered um, and tells the story of how the man had not taken his cab out because he was distraught over his wife who was gone and he had just he'd gone to the theater 
but not for entertainment, but to look for his wife who was missing. Lightfoot invites the doctor and Lula to dinner. As they're riding in their, their handsome cab on their way to his home, he talks about this uh, business, mysterious business with the Chinese. And Lightfoot says that he grew up in China. His father had been a brigadier in the Opium Wars. Um, and how when they, his father passed, they lit off fireworks at the funerals. And the doctors, these very odd people, and the doctors worked to ward off evil spirits and uh, the deceased. Which seems to give the doctor an idea because he orders a cab to stop and says that um, if he's headed to the theater, of what you know, Lightfoot says, well, there's nobody there now. But the doctor continues on. He says, I'll catch up with you. Lightfoot doesn't know. He says, well, I didn't give him the card. How will we know where to go? And Lula calmly says, well, he, he, she gives the address. And she says, you heard it from the, heard you give the address to the driver. So the doctor gets to the theater and meets Mr. Jago. Uh, Jago thinks he's there to audition. He says, well, there are Tuesdays at after 12 or whatever he says. But the doctor uh, pulls a string of handkerchiefs out of Jago's pocket and then does a, a magic trick with the, um, the cover and the appealing dove and... Uh, to distract Jago, and um, then says, I'm also good at um, a master hypnotist, and he puts Jago under, even though he knows it, like the Rock of Gibraltar, um, and he goes under in a second, and to find out how recently he was under, he says, oh, it's been fairly recent. The doctor commands him to re-remember everything that uh, his last command was to forget. So he asked, you know, did the cab driver come here tonight? Yes, yes, he was looking for his wife, Emma. Um, did Chang do a vanishing lady act? And Jago says, yes, and um, we were looking for an apparition, and there we found this. And shows you the doctor, to which the glove has... Emma's initials on it. Uh, the doctor says he wants to see this cellar, so they head off to do that. So Chang and Mr. Sin and Chang's Lord, he addressed his Lord, which it's the production notes mention him as then as Wang Chang. So we know that that's who Chang believes him to be. Okay, Chang believes this lord, this the man in the iron mask to be Wen Chang. So he, they are driving across London um, looking for this time cabinet. Um, and Chang says that, you know, we will find the cabinet. We've looked every night. Um, and tomorrow I'll bring you two, two young rambunctious um, two young energetic uh, girls that their life essence will restore him and then he will be able to you know, search they were able to get to the cabinet and be able to use the cabinet 
So the doctor and Jago are in the cellar and um, looking around for another entrance or a, another exit, rather. And the doctor sees, isn't it good? Is there any significance of the little spiders he sees around? He calls them money spiders. It's bigger than it should be. Oh, it's bigger than it should be. Like the rat. Okay. Uh, Jago then tells him how the, again, how the, the river fleet runs under the theater. So the doctor says, oh, well, that gives him the idea that there must be a way down, probably to the river. Um, so they start looking for that. Um, so Lightfoot and Leela have a partaking of dinner, um, and she picks up this huge, I don't know, it's like a part of a leg of beef or something, or maybe it's a leg of lamb, because it's, it's pretty big. Leg of something. It's a leg of something. <laughs> and just picks it up, and, oh, meat, and just starts eating it, which, much to a Lightfoot's surprise, but in the um, spirit of not offending one's guests, uh, Lightfoot, instead of taking a plate to put any food on, he he just he puts that back down and grabs like a big turkey leg or something like that and just starts eating with her, uh, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, the Wen Chang or the the masked man anyway has a a round, almost like a white jade or something, a device, a glowing device carved with kind of a circular symbol on it that starts to glow as they're in the cab. So it's a kind of a homing device for the cabinet they're looking for. Then they find this house, which we see is Professor Lightfoot's house. So Chang says, you go back to your Hideout. You go back to your laboratory, Lord, and I, we will bring the cabinet to you. So he sends um, Chang back in the cab. So the doctor and Jago can't find the secret entrance um, down to the river. Um, and they're searching all over, but the uh, apparition does appear. And they hear some chains uh, clanking and this kind of a ghosty face. The doctor walks right up to it to check it out. Jago behind him is frightened enough to faint. So, back at the house, uh, Lightfoot is um, has turned around to instruct. He's learned Leela's way. Now he's teaching Leela more of the social norms of uh, table manners of his his way. Um, she's boy. I hope the doctor, you know did hear the address and you know it's been a long time I wonder what's keeping him and Lightfoot looks out the window to check for the doctor's approach and he sees a prowler outside and says the thing, funny thing is it looks like he was Chinese so he grabs a weapon and uh, tells Lula to stay he'll go you know, check out the perimeter doctor uh, revives Jago and uh, tells him how it was just a hologram. He says, oh, it looked like a, a ghost to me. You know, he says something about, the doctor calls him again, like, come on, Rock of Gibraltar, you. 
<laughs> when he revives him. Tells him it was a hologram. Um, and then as they're discussing this, we see a figure flitting through the backstage area. So the doctor goes off to investigate. Um, he sees the masked man at the head and uh, Chiang leads the doctor across the stage and up the ladders and into the flies area and up into the rigging of the theater and the doctor gives chase. At one point the masked man pushes the doctor and he, as he falls off the rigging, he grabs onto a, a scree, what do you call that? Scrim? Yeah, a little curtain. A little, oh, a little curtain. Oh, we couldn't yeah, tell if it was a curtain or if it was meant to be like a um, atmospheric uh, yeah. scene or I'm something. I'm not sure either. But it's something, it's something hanging by like a, a wooden rail Yeah. instead of a, on a line like the curtain. But he grabs onto that and it it uh, rips as he you know, lowers down to the stage. Chiang <coughs> uh, has gotten down before him, uh, knocks into Jago, uh, and manages to get away before the doctor can get to him. Uh, the doctor says that, uh, oh, Jago wants to call the police. He says, oh, no, this phantom will just disappear even further, and we don't want that. We want to be able to find out who he is. So we'll tackle this problem together. But after dinner, after some thinking, and and uh, eats. But Lightfoot is uh, walking around outside. Hasn't discovered anyone. So he returns to his home. And he hasn't seen anyone. He calls out to Leela. Thanks, what? There wasn't anyone outside. And then we hear from the other, from the entryway, we hear him call out. Leela goes uh, from where she was sitting to open the door out to the entryway to check on him. And there is Mr. Sin standing there with a big knife in the end. <clears throat> action-packed episode. Yes, action-packed. little hypnotism, little more hypnotism, some magic tricks. What really impresses me in this episode is given the subject and given the time period, I think we would expect a little more, and when it was made, uh -huh. we'd expect a little more racism than we see also. Yeah. We hear in the we read anyway in the info track about cases where um, actually Chang was going to make some racist comments about Jago, mm. referring to him as an Occidental something or other. I don't remember what now, which mm. is sort of the re inverse or the reverse of, of Oriental. Of Oriental. Uh -huh. But they cut it out, and there's not any of the racist references I would have thought might creep into something like this. Like the ones we saw more so in some of the early first Doctors. Yes. Uh, like Marco Polo. And prejudices, yeah, in Marco Polo and in um, 
the uh, censorites. Mm. There was some in there too. Um, yeah. Well, this was 1977. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Close to the 80s were, I think, the. Maybe a tentative of attack or the start of the political correctness idea. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so it's probably a good thing we don't see so much. I, and I'm not complaining. I just yeah. was commenting on it simply because I guess I expected there to be more when I've watched this in the past. Mm. And another part about the... Uh, production notes is I saw one thing that they refer to the uh, I think of them as the Chinese gang members because they're kind of our mm. gang um, the Black Scorpion gang um, they refer to them as coolies mm-hmm. which is a, a racial I guess story. it is yeah because uh, they come from the days of working on Railways and such, and uh, in America, anyway, mm-hmm. I think it's where I've heard that the term originated. Um, but it's not as a, 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 a really an acceptable term. Uh, neither is Oriental anymore. No, hasn't um, been for a long time. No, that that hasn't been for a while. So. But at this point, they do still use that. But I, I think that's a good point. That I think maybe sensitivities are, are changing a little bit at this point. In, um, actually, early 77, when it was broadcast anyway. So, um, yeah, I think a lot goes on in this. We learn more. We hear the reveal of this, uh, the masked man, the phantom and the in the cellar <laughs> yep they're not quite in the sewer not in an opera but either no but the, the phantom in the cellar of the theater instead of the phantom in the sewers underneath the opera so yeah, yeah. We'll it's see. an obvious homage we'll say <laughs> be nice yeah <laughs> well it's in a way this is maybe kind of a little homage to uh, Sherlock Holmes too. So. Mm-hmm. Even though this is earlier, in a way, isn't it? If the Ripper's about, yeah, it's I, it might be. It's around that time anyway. Yeah. It's m- a lot of the Holmes stories don't they happen more um, closer to nineteen hundred into the nineteen. Yeah. Late 1800s. Before the World War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of right about there that I was thinking well, one is a little bit before the other. It's after the Crimean War. Yeah. Because that's where Watson gets, served his time in the military. Mm-hmm. So it's after that. Mm-hmm. I know that's not necessarily helpful, but. One thing I noticed that was, um, I think the production notes mentioned it, which brought it to my attention. I might have noticed it otherwise, but 
they did really they did a very nice job with the incidental music mm, mm-hmm. and you can really tell it in that where they're the pursuit around the theater it's not really a chase well kind of a chase it's kind of it's not really a, it's not a high speed chase no but uh, considering they're going up and up the ladders and then across the rigging and above the stage so it's not really high speed but um, they, he is still chasing trying to catch up with uh, the masked man uh, as a doctor there's one point the doctor uh, when he first starts looking around he goes through the curtain onto the stage or to the front of the stage and the incidental music is from kind of a suspenseful theatrical um, bit to refrains of the music hall uh, mm. song give me your answer, do, you know, whatever that song is. They mentioned it, but I don't Daisy. know. Daisy. Daisy. the song you're thinking of. Yes. Uh, but you hear a little bit of, it shift a little bit to that um, before it goes back to the more hyper suspenseful stuff as he leaves the stage mm-hmm. and then goes back to uh, resume, pick up the chase. And I thought that was very nicely done. Um, this is what you want from your incidental music mm-hmm. it's a, a very good enhancement right and my comment on that is it was good enough that I didn't notice it yeah um, it didn't take away or, or grab my attention away from the story mm-hmm. it must have just enhanced it for me Not enough to make you focus on that song. Exactly. And take you into thinking about, oh, where have I heard that before? What's the name? You know, for me, making me think of Looney Tunes or something like that, (laughs) you know. Yeah. And what doesn't make you think of Looney Tunes? Not much. Yeah. Exactly. Challenge accepted. I'll see if there's something I have, some conversation I can't bring in Looney Tunes around to. We'll see. Uh, But I did want to mention how good I thought the music was. Yes. We'll find out. A lot happens. We'll find out more. Um, There's a little more of a deepening of the, the mystery. We find the wife's glove. In the cellar, um, we have a link to the missing girls, and they're apparently being used for their life essence to restore the masked man. Yeah. Into Wang Chang, we don't know. We kind of have to assume that, though, yeah. probably since he. How did he put it? Well. Cheng has to bring, or has to get more for him, so he must be doing something. Yeah. And he's bestowed these many powers onto um, Mr. Chang. So he has some power, otherworldly power, that uh, that he refers to. 
sharing some of that with Chang so that Chang will have the the abilities to, you know, hypnotize these young women or whatever he needs to do to um, to give him his life essences to help him find his cabinet and to cover up any disturbances to the plan essentially by being able to hypnotize people and take care of uh, getting rid of the bodies and such. Right. But all a very interesting film and uh, a lot of information. I didn't really feel like it bogged down too much. Um, the part where they were having dinner was not necessary to the story, but it was good character development, right. and it didn't go on too long. And I liked how the there's the change between you know he's she's just digging in by picking up the chunk of meat, and so he goes along with that, and then he's showing her how you know, well you know it's this plate and this not you know this fork and knife, and yeah. they're going to the uh, schooling her in table man- manners. That's kind of a switch. It's really kind of a cute scene interspersed with the, the doctor and Jago trying to find the, the secret entrances and finding the apparition. I think that, uh, the apparition saves that uh, the scenes with doctor and Jago from getting too boring. Mm. They're searching so. around the basement not finding anything interspersed with the doctor with a Leela and Lightfoot um, but then it's their part is added to by triggering this uh, the hologram of the apparition right and the, the fun uh, scene where Jago faints <laughs> with this ghostly face so I thought that was a fun touch rough and better than what I think they had planned, which was for him to run into something and knock himself out. Oh, yeah. I think it makes a little more, s- not sense, but it's better story-wise if he faints. Yeah. Like you said, after being a self-professed rock of Gibral- uh-huh. Gibraltar, <laughs> it's much more comical. Plus... With Doctor Who, you have to be careful what you run into because you might knock yeah. down a set wall. That's true. Or at least jiggle it enough so that you just remove, yeah, get removed from the story. So the less you could intentionally run into, probably the better. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anything else? No, I don't think so. Very enjoyable though. It's mm-hmm. a really good, really yeah. interesting story. Yes, it is. Uh, cliffhanger. Mr. Sin is advancing yeah. on Leela. Do I think she could take him? Yes. Oh, without a doubt. <laughs> so... She could kick Mr. Sin's butt, I think. Even without her knife, but she has a good knife from their well, dinner. Yeah, she's got the blow dart as well, but blow. that's probably not going to work on him. No, but she does have a knife. Um, 
So Remind the, me, the doctor has not said what he is yet, has he? No. Okay. Didn't think so. Problem with knowing it well enough. Uh-huh. I know what the doctor will say, but I don't know it well enough to know when he says it yeah. in the story. I don't think that he has I don't think seen he does either. Mr. Sin yet. Oh, you may be right. I think you are right. Because they didn't make it to the show. Right. And when he meets Chang, Chang is at the police station. Mm-hmm. And I don't think he's seen Chang since then. Yeah, I think you're right. So, um, yeah, I don't think that Lula is in much danger. If there's a fight, I think she can hold her own. Um, I think it it's an interesting cliffhanger in that we don't know what's really happened to Lightfoot. We heard him cry out, mm, but we don't mm-hmm. know. Is Lightfoot dead? Is he all right? Is he, you know, going to help come to her rescue? Yeah, like he would. Yep. Um, so there's a lot of questions. Not a question of whether, you know, Mr. Sin's going to kill Leela. He might try to injure her, though. So there might be a fight. Yeah. I would be surprised if there's not some sort of fight. Yeah. So uh, in that way, it's it's effective enough that you wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah, I agree. The only thing is, since, well, we don't know what Mr. Sin is. And Leela doesn't either, so... We don't know what she's willing to try. True. I guess. So that may lead to some complications mm-hmm. with getting out of the situation. But Yeah. She doesn't have the preconceived idea that it's a puppet. True. Like the others That's true. do. Because she doesn't know, wouldn't know a puppet if she saw one. Well, as far as we know. And as far as we know, she hasn't seen Mr. Sin either. Right. So, he could just be a tiny warrior to her. Mm-hmm. That's true. So there was that. We're probably overanalyzing it quite a bit, though. Oh, yes, probably. So, let's just move on, then. Yeah. At any rate, we will find that out tomorrow when we talk about episode three of The Talons of Wang Chang. See Needs yeah. to be the other way around. Yeah, like here's better. The Talons of Wang Chang. The emphasis is always on the bad guy. <laughs> so anyway, join us then and thank you for listening. <laughs>